You're listening live to Right Side Radio with Phil Williams. It's hard to go wrong when you're on the right side. Right Side Radio, solid, conservative, and just plain right. Alabama syndicated news talk leader, Right Side Radio, Phil Williams here live in the Right Side Studios. Man, the local, the state, the national, sometimes even the international, covering down on all the issues. And, yep, like the dude just said, solid, conservative, and just plain right. Well, it is uh, Tuesday, which we affectionately refer to as Camel Eve around here. So Camel Eve Day, and Boomer's on the board. Hey, bro. Hey, how are you? I'm good. Yeah, I'm pretty good. It's sunny now, so I'm I'm. It makes me happy. It was bleak this morning. Yeah, like, like this morning, like the sun just decided it wasn't going to come up for a while. It just just got dark. Made me want to stay home and sleep. <laughs> but the little one just ran in and told me to wake and up. That was so it. I'm, okay, yeah. yeah, you're done at that point. <laughs> little dudes, was a little dude coming in just saying, little, okay, yep. Little right. dude. Little dude. And then the other one crying in the other room. So, all right. Well, you know. so at that point, you're done, Dad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Well, hey, and uh, casual Phil here today, enjoying wearing, wearing my, uh, yes. my hoodie and a hat. Had no lawyer in to do this morning that uh, required uh, getting dressed up. So here I is. But hey, we got a great show lined up for you. Uh, Three o'clock today, uh, Jeff Poor, he's on the show usually with us on Wednesdays anyway. But uh, he was at the inaugural yesterday, and I, I didn't get to go this year. And, and I'll, I'll tell you more about that in a minute. But uh, so Jeff Poor was down there and I called him and I said, I said, hey, man, can you come on today and give us your perceptions, your 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 what you saw, what you were you inclined to believe? How did how did it go down? And uh, so we'll hear firsthand from Jeff Poor, executive editor of 1819 News and uh, FM Talk 106.5 down in the Mobile area at uh, three o'clock. And then there's a triple dipper. Hit it, bud. The triple dipper. Three stories you've got to know. That's right, the Triple Dipper. Three stories, three themes, if you will, that you have got to know as we run today's show. So listen, number one, I got this is becoming a regular thing, Boomer. I just, you know, it's like I get I get a segment of stuff. Oh, that's Alabama. Oh, that's Alabama. Look at that Alabama thing. Home fries. Home that's fries. Home fries. Cooking up some home fries for today. So we're gonna go down the home fries. And I could, by the way, I could use some home fries right now. That sounds good. But anyway, home fries. Number one of the triple dipper talking about Alabama-centric stories, things that are happening around your neck of the woods. And uh, we'll fill you in on details, things you're gonna want to know about things right here at the home front. Home fries. So uh, I like saying that, apparently. But uh, <laughs> but number two in the Triple Dipper. So I I found this series of stories, and I looked at them, and I thought, okay, would they still would they still do it that way if they had the chance? Or, okay, they're looking back now and going, hmm, maybe that shouldn't have gone that way. Or, hey, now Republicans are in charge, and they're the ones looking back. I'm thinking, you know what? Every one of these is like, in hindsight, would you do it that way again? Well, we're going to talk about it. So in hindsight is number two. In the Triple Dipper, uh, some very, very interesting stories. You're going to want to hear this. And then number three, Swamp Watch. And by the way, the swamp is not just D.C. The swamp is anywhere where the gators are lurking in the murky waters trying to convince you that what you know is right is really wrong and vice versa. So we're going to, we're going to talk about it. The Swamp Watch, as people try not just because they're woke and they're out there raging on the street corners, but they're in their official capacities trying to change your world for the leftist view. Yeah, Swamp Watch will take care of that as number three on the Triple Dipper. 
Well, let me let me jump over to my comments. So let me ask you, if you, by the way, unless you've been under a rock, you've been seeing all the stuff about the, you know, the, the, the classified documents that are just turning up now, um, the, the amazing lack of response that we're seeing from the Biden administration. Well, have you noticed that's the way things are going lately with the Biden administration? Nothing to see here. Everyone move along. I mean, just ask the question, any question about, say, the southern border or, like I said, the perpetual cycle of classified documents that just keep appearing out of the ether. And everyone in the admin, including the big guy himself, gets that funny kind of sick pallor and immediately begins avoiding eye contact. It reminds me, to be honest with you, it reminds me of the dog we used to have. So now I got to tell you about my dog. Now, we lost him a few years ago, but he was like our third child, a big old black Doberman pincher named Ranger, and Charlene named him, not me. Now, the average weight for a Doberman is 60 to 70 pounds. My dog, Ranger, weighed in 120 pounds. He could look fearsome too, man. I've seen the pizza man jump off the porch, but he was smart. He was so smart. I mean, you could actually speak to him in a conversational tone and you knew exactly what you were saying. I'd look at him and just like say, I'm going downstairs. You want to go? And he would meet me at the stairwell. And I'd look at him and say, range dog, you're not going to bring your chewy? And then he would turn around and look and he'd run around, find his rawhide chewy and head downstairs to watch TV with me. And he would smile, a big smile. Don't tell me dogs don't smile. My ranger dog smiled and I know it. But Charlene, well, I'd say, I'd like to say if she turned that big, fearsome 120-pound Doberman into a 120-pound lap dog. I mean, big old black Doberman with scary teeth standing almost waist-high at the shoulder. And Charlene would just look at him and say, who's pretty? And he would just wag that stubby tail and get all beside himself. He was a good dog, too. But he, he could be mischievous. He was a prankster. I mean, he loved to, if you were reading, he'd come over there with his nose and knock the book out of your hands or a newspaper out of the way if you were reading it. He would go get a sock sometimes or something else that he knew better than to get and then just come and stare at you and see what you'd do. But sometimes, you know, sometimes he stepped across the line and he was smart. He was so smart. And he knew when he'd gone too far because he would stop making eye contact. Ranger, what'd you do? Well, the dog looks away like you're talking to somebody else. Ranger, look at me. Grab his face, turn him to look right at me. His eyes would roll off to the side. You're <laughs> holding his face facing towards you and his eyes are looking sideways. Nothing to see here. Don't make eye contact. It'll be all right. It was classic avoidance. Don't make eye contact. Even dogs know how to do that. And I miss my dog. But I'll tell you that story because it leads back to my topic today. Avoiding eye contact is exactly what the Biden admin is trying to do. And I mean that in both the practical and in the, you know, uh, sort of analogy type sense. This administration has a perpetual habit of attempting to willfully pretend, literally pretend, that if they don't talk about something, that if they avoid eye contact, it'll all just go away. Well, I got a news flash. Bad news does not get better with time. Body language experts say that breaking eye contact communicates that you don't want to continue the conversation, that you desire some distance that can be rooted, by the way, in a psychological need to protect yourself from some kind of anticipated embarrassment or shame or other negative feelings that could happen when the interaction is going on. One study even found that individuals who held neurotic traits were less comfortable with direct eye contact and they prefer to face others with their gaze averted. Well, so yesterday I spent some time unpacking the chaos on our southern border right here on the show, right? And we have reached epic levels that are hard to fathom. I mean, in terms of this, and I'm getting to my point about the eye contact, but in terms of the southern border, just imagine that the entire population of the state of Alabama, all 5.1 million decided one day just to leave everything, just drop it all, and walk to Florida. 
How would Florida feed us? Where would we sleep? What are the jobs there for us to do? Well, that's our southern border right now. Close to 5 million people when you include the gotaways. But when the president of the United States met with the president of Mexico last week, there was no discussion about it. No policy decisions, no addressing the strain on our systems, no diplomatic pressure, no eye contact. At least that was until the press conference. When the world saw President Obrador of Mexico standing between the presidents of Canada and the United States and President Obrador decided to give the Biden administration, Mr. Biden himself, the ultimate backhanded compliment. In a moment that I still cannot believe happened, President Obrador, who just two and a half years ago during the Trump administration said he had, quote, no opinion about the wall, decided to thank President Biden in front of the whole world for being, in his words, quote, the only president to not build a single meter of border wall for which he thanked the president of the United States. Watch the video. Watch the video. I kid you not. As Biden's translator spoke into his earpiece and he realized what was being said by the president of Mexico, he got the translation of Obrador's comments. You can actually watch Biden reach up and anxiously scratch the imaginary itch on the side of his head and then begin looking down, avoiding eye contact. And probably, by the way, wishing Obrador would stop creating sound bites that are going to be replayed over and over again in the next campaign season. But then, okay, there's the daily unfolding saga of the classified documents that keep turning up and turning up and turning up again. A batch of secrets here, a spare top secret over there, laying in closets and desk drawers, and of course, an old cardboard boxes in the garage next to Biden's Corvette. Ask about them, though, and the eye contact goes away. The other day, Fox's Peter Ducey managed to be the last man standing when the press gaggle began shouting at Biden at the end of his prepared remarks. Ducey called out, and this is what he said. He called out, you had classified documents in your garage. What were you thinking? Well, watch the video. Immediately, when the question, what were you thinking, came out of Ducey's mouth, you can watch the president look down. Immediately, his eyes go down as he struggles to find comfort in a prepared statement that he then fumbled through for a tortured minute or two. All the while, as the president of the free world, the commander-in-chief, the occupier of the seat of power at the resolute desk in the Oval Office, could not make contact, eye contact, with a bunch of scary reporters. I mean, it's sad, really. We have a right to expect more from our leadership. It doesn't matter whether we voted for the man or not. He occupies the office of the presidency of the United States, and it shouldn't be too much to ask for him to simply have the wherewithal, the backbone, to look issues in the eye. And I mean that both physically and figuratively. Look things in the eye. So yeah, when my dog avoided eye contact, it was cute. It was funny. When there are lives and limb and property on the line, and it all comes back to one administration, you can't just sit idly by and pretend, Mr. President, you have to own it. It's called leadership. And I know, sir, that you have not held a proper job in your entire adult life, never had to write a paycheck or balance a budget, never had to truly lead anything or anybody, and it shows. But I'm going to tell you all, me speaking back to you, the audience, POTUS needs a life coach right now. Right now, we can see it. You can't just say nothing here, move along. Mr. President, you own all of this. And you need to stop avoiding eye contact and start looking the American people in the eye, figuratively and physically. And that's a wrap for the right side way. Well, there you have it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just, you know, it's one of those things you look at it and go, it's body language, man. I get it. It's just body language. It's just body language, Phil. Body language means something. When you're on the world stage and you are the physical embodiment of who we're supposed to be as a nation, leading the world, hopefully, 
The idea that you could avert your gaze and be uncomfortable in public is pretty difficult to swallow. And it implies that we don't have strong leadership. Then again, maybe we don't have strong leadership. All right, Phil Williams, Right Side Way, Right Side Radio. Y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio, covering all of North Alabama, solid, conservative, and just plain right. Uh, when I tell you what, we uh, <laughs> text lines are open. Uh, you hear me laughing. That means text lines are probably open because I'm reading some of the things that people say. But, yeah, you want to text in? 833-687-4448. That's 833-687-4448. Eight. Um, and th- th- that's really if the fancy way of saying it is 833-68-RIGHT. Um, but, uh, but yeah, if you text in for the very first time, uh, then, then you know, text us where you're from and your first name, and we'll plug you right in. Got some uh, new folks on the line today that I don't know. Did we get their name yet, Boomer? Somebody texted in earlier, and all I had was a phone number, and I responded back, nope, not yet. There's So, uh, uh, yeah, somebody just texted in and said, is this the right number to text Right Side Radio with Phil Williams? Well, yes, it is, and uh, but we need to know who you are. So there's that one. Uh, Randall from Newmarket just sent me a video clip of a dog talking, and I know that dog talks. A dog's talking. I know it's true. And then uh, Tony from Piedmont just texted in uh, talking about my big old Doberman, 120 pounds. Uh, He said, yep, Dobermans, I've raised every color. They just didn't get that big. Um, And, yeah, I've had, uh, Tony, I've had uh, black and red Dobies. And um, they are just, they're good dogs. And uh, But when I said I've seen the pizza man jump off the porch, I kid you not. Boomer, you, now you never you never saw a ranger, did you? I don't think so. Um, you would know if you did. <laughs> uh, but he was he was a good he he loved people, but he had to know that they were our people before he would love them. And it was I mean like he was very territorial, which the breed is territorial. But uh, but I literally would say to people they'd come to the door, and if they didn't, if he didn't already know it, once he knew you, he knew you for life. Right. But um, but if they came to the door for the first time. You know, he's, he's barking, and I'm saying, Ranger, sit. And he, he was very obedient. We, we trained him, and he, he would sit. And I'd say, I'd look to the person and say, let him see me shake your hand. And they'd go, okay. And that was the sign. If Ranger saw you shake my hand, you were golden. And so <laughs> he'd slobber on you and love on you, and then you would have to tell him to leave you alone. But um, anyway. So awesome. A good, I'll tell you how big, how, how big and strong he was, though. Because I mean, that was like having a small horse in the house. Sometimes, Ooh. I mean, literally, he, he was he was up to Charlene's waist easily. But um, it, <laughs> but it's not funny. But <laughs> so when when my son Josh, when he was uh, 12, 13, uh-huh. so the the one thing that I wish we had done with Ranger is socializing with other dogs, because he did not like other dogs, and that was our fault. We didn't ever realize the need to socialize him like that. Anyway. So Josh was out front, and there was somebody coming walking their dog up the street, and he saw a ranger get that kind of forward-leaning posture like he was oh. like, he was like mm. <laughs> and, and Josh reached over and grabbed his collar. Right as he did, ranger bolted, and it snapped Josh's ankle. Oh, no. To this day, he has a screw in his ankle. They had to 
I mean, and it's not because he had weak ankles. Right. I mean, uh, <laughs> wow. So, so yeah, big old honking dog is what he was. Miss my dog. Oh. Um, so uh, there's a. I got a text from Mike from Athens. Mike, I don't know the answer to your question yet. What's the status of Space Force in Huntsville? Nothing's been uh, announced yet. Um, the last thing we have was in early December, saying that a decision was likely imminent any time now. Well, how long have we been hearing that? So, yeah, we don't know, uh, Mike, but it's supposed to be Huntsville. Uh, in fact, it's already been, let's put it this way, it's already been announced as Huntsville. They're going to have to retract it. Uh, but since they went back to the drawing board on studies and all the things they had to do, you know, anyway. Um, but the, the nice thing is, uh, and this goes in our favor, Boone, so if Space Command is coming to Huntsville, you got to know that with Space Command coming to Huntsville, it cannot hurt us one bit that the new chairman of the House Armed Services Committee is Alabama Congressman Mike Rogers. Oh, and by the way, the newest appointee to House Armed Services on top of that is also, oh, by the way, uh, going to be um, Congressman Dale Strong from Huntsville. Mm. So you've got a sitting member of the North Alabama portion of our delegation for whom Space Command would be in his district who is probably going to lean in on this and go, hey, you know what's going to have to happen here. And they're all going to say, yes, Congressman. So uh, we'll see how it goes. But that's uh, Mike from Athens. That's the most I know, brother. That's all I know. Um, hey, by the way, I had a question on one of the text lines uh, was, uh, hey, Phil, what stations are you on? So, I, you know, I don't usually say that. No reason why I can't. Uh, so bottom line is we are syndicated. Uh, we are on multiple stations across the northern part of the state. Um, and they overlap. So depending on where you are, you might pick them up in two different places. But uh, 770 AM, 92.5 FM, Cumulus Broadcasting, that's WVNN out of Huntsville. That's 770 AM, 92.5 FM. And then we're also contracted with Crawford Broadcasting Group, uh, Media Group, uh, out of uh, the Birmingham market. But they have towers in Coleman and then down south of Birmingham. It gives us a huge range. Uh, so that's uh, WYDE 850 AM and WXJC 101.1 FM. So we're on multiple AMs and FMs and then also streaming live online. And if you ever forget, you can go to our website, www.rightsideradio.org. No matter where you are in the big wide world, go to the World Wide Web, go to rightsideradio.org, and you can listen live no matter where you is, there we is. All right, folks, Phil Williams, Right Side Radio. We're coming right back. Home fries. What's happening around the home front? We'll be right back. We'll be right back. 